right, here we go. So an entire bottle of Bacardi on my floor, glass shattered everywhere. Oh no, <laughs> it was so funny. But right now I need to fold the laundry. So <laughs> I know we're ahead of the scale, ahead of the scale. That's, what is that? Ahead of the scale, ahead of the game. So, <laughs> oh, it's so great. Welcome to Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Nicola Schino. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week is part two of our four agreements discussion. We also chat about the old adage, don't cry over spilled booze, I mean milk, and how to make sure you get some real play in your day. (laughs) That was awesome. You like what I did there? (laughs) I like that. That was very clever. (laughs) I know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so we kind of took a little... I'm going to say a break, but we had Sarah on for our last episode. So we we did part one of Four Agreements, and then Sarah came and talked about vaginas, and then now we're two. Awesome. <laughs> we hope you guys liked that episode. She's amazing. I know. I can't wait for that one to air. It's awesome. <laughs> I know. We're ahead of the game, so it hasn't aired yet in our time. But once you guys hear this, it will have aired, so... All right. So, Nicole, what is new in Babyland? Well, we are doing super good. At this point, we're at almost 33 weeks, getting really big and round now. And she's moving around a whole lot now. So it's really exciting. Like, I'm getting kicks literally throughout the whole day. So now it's very real. (laughs) I know. Isn't that nuts? You're like, there's a human in there. (laughs) I know. It's so strange. Like I was teaching a yoga class yesterday at Yoga Sport Dallas. And like literally as I was walking around, I'd get like a nice kick to the ribs. And I was like, "Woo! all right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How's your practice? Are you still feeling pretty good? Yeah, it's I actually feel better after practicing. So I just keep going. Um, My doctor said as long as I feel good to keep doing it, it does look very, very different now. Like everything is super, super wide base on the legs because you got to make room for the belly to go, (laughs) go down between your legs. So it's kind of funny. But I feel so much better after. So yeah, stick into it, girl. Awesome. I actually have a couple different blog posts that I did when I was pregnant with some videos and some different things on modifications. So I'll put that in the show notes for you guys. Anyone that's pregnant that practices yoga or especially power yoga, because it's just some simple things that you can do to modify your practice. Because yeah, I practiced through both my pregnancies. Well, I didn't practice as long with Zoe because I had some really bad sciatica, but with Luke I did. And oh, it's so great to not have to change like your daily routine. Totally. And I I honestly, I feel better when I do at this point. So we'll see as we get larger and more in charger, (laughs) we'll see how that changes. But right now it feels fantastic. 
Yeah, I noticed for me, like my back got so sore and my shoulders, upper back, lower back, just from having the weight of the baby. And so like just the gentle, even if I just did gentle twisting and like just the opening of that part of my body was so needed. Oh, yeah. And I am super uncomfortable on my back at like any, even if I'm like kind of angling on my back, like super uncomfortable. Well, because I've had low back issues before, so I'm sure that may be related to this. And so any kind of movement where I can move my back around feels fantastic right now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's so good. Well, by the time this airs, you're going to be like three weeks away. <laughs> Woo. All right. Deep breath. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Uh, okay. And we survived our trip to San Antonio. So I took on the challenge of do something that scares you. And I know this sounds so funny to most of my friends who have kids, but we do not travel with Zoe and Luke for good reason. And we took, it's like well, without kids, it's about a five-hour drive. So with kids, it's about a seven-hour drive <laughs> 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 to visit some really good friends from college. And they have three kiddos. So they have uh, twins that are six, and then Ryan is 11. And we don't get to see them often. So when we do get to see them, it's because they're up here. And they have always traveled with our kids because they have family that lives all over. So anyway, I just decided, okay, I, we need to make the effort. And we ended up having the best weekend and the kids had so much fun I know I mean there were definitely moments where we were like oh my god what are we doing like the car ride was (laughs) (laughs) the process the thing is it would have been fine with just Luke but Zoe when she's mad she just screams and she screams until she something changes you know (laughs) so it's like there's like an hour of her screaming just bloody murder because she doesn't like being in her car seat. So I'm like, well, this is, I don't know what to do for you, honey. (laughs) Sort of the only option. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but no, but it was great. And we got to do a bunch of fun things and her kids, Lisa's kids were so good with our kids. And I didn't know how that would go because they're a little older, but they just were taking care of the kids and having such a blast. I can't even explain it. Luke tried a bunch of new things, kind of got out of his comfort zone and it was just a lovely weekend. So I'm really glad we did it. And it it goes back to that whole, like, you know, we love the comfort zone because it's cozy, but there's not a lot of newness or excitement in it. Right. So totally. And that's where you learn like all the new things. I know. And it was so great to see him kind of come out of his shell and develop with other kiddos because he's just a really shy kid. So anyway, Yay. Well, I'm glad it went well. I know. So we're going to start with sucky moment of the week. Here's our sucky scale. One being kind of sucky. Five being super sucky. One. (sighs) Two. Three. Seriously? Four. Five. I'm going to rate this sucky moment a three. Seriously? All right. So this is where we don't cry over spilled booze. (laughs) (laughs) So my brother was in town this past weekend and my parents were over. We were having family dinner and I was so excited because it's like 100 degrees here right now in Dallas. And so I was like, I'm going to make mojitos. And I had gone out and gotten mint and strawberries. I'm going to make strawberry mint mojitos. And I looked up this great recipe and I'm 
doing all the things I need to do. And I'm like, right before I need to finish making them. And I didn't even have the right Bacardi. My mom brought over this bottle because you needed the light. I only had like the gold rum. I don't know. We never drink liquor. So it's, you know, I look at our cabinet and I'm like, yeah, we don't have that. So I went to get the ice and I swooshed the bottle and it came crashing down. So an entire bottle of Bacardi on my floor, glass shattered everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> and the kids were like, you know, running around and we have a dog and I'm like, oh, OK, stop. And we don't have like with the kitchen remodel, we took off our doors. We used to have doors in the kitchen. So like it's just full like open. <laughs> no blocking. No blocking. And so my brother's like, don't you have a gate or something? I'm like, well, <laughs> I would need three because we have three openings. I'm like, no. And Zoe could like take the gate and probably like throw it at you. She's <laughs> we call her little Ronda Rousey. She's like insane. Little Ronda so there was Rousey. just a lot of sadness there because there went my mojitos and then like the smell. Oh my gosh. Like, ooh, that's oh, a lot of alcohol. Strong. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's glass everywhere. And then my poor mom like ended up stepping in glass later. And so my my brother and I are like doing surgery with tweezers trying to get the glass out of her foot. Aww. So anyway, it was fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just that it's just that saying, right? You don't cry over spilled milk or spilled booze or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just not that big of a deal. So we moved on. Oh, I know. But isn't that just so like, oh, moment like <laughs> I hear the sound in the background. <laughs> I know. And then, you know, and then, of course, you shift from this like fun, relaxing, like we're going to have a cocktail to like, OK, everyone put the dog outside, do this, you know, clean it up. And then I washed, um, you know, we had obviously a ton of towels and washed all of that. And I there was already a few like kid clothes in the washer. So I just washed it all together. I put like extra OxyClean, extra everything. And then that night I went to go change it to the dryer and it still smelled like liquor. I had to wash everything again. Oh, man. <laughs> and then I was like, can you imagine sending my one and three year old to school and their clothes <laughs> smell like Bacardi? <laughs> Yes, we're going to be that parent this week. <laughs> I'm like, CPS is calling me. <laughs> oh, So, yeah, it was pretty funny. But all right. So we have something new that's pretty exciting. I don't even know that I've told you this, although you do know that I'm turning 40. Yes. Yes. I know. It's exciting. <laughs> I know. So I'm turning 40. And as we talked about in several episodes ago with Allison, the 40 X of kindness. And I, I'll be honest with you, I... I had like lists. I was doing all these things and I just had like all the stress around it. And my mom was like, Hey, whatever happened to your 40 for 40 or whatever. And I'm like, mom, I, I don't know. I feel really weird. I don't like to like post about this is why I'm so great. Look what I'm doing. And I know that wouldn't be the intention, but I always think of Oprah. Like, she, I just feel like she always was like, look how great I am. <laughs> look at these awesome things I'm doing, you know? So I was like having this moment of like, Oh, so and then I was sizing myself up. I'd be like, well, but this is something I would do anyway. So does it really count if I send this note to someone? And then, I mean, it was just so nutty. So I decided to completely change what I'm doing. So what I'm going to do is 40 for 40. I'm doing 40 free coaching calls. Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm calling them clarity calls. So I'll spend 30 minutes with whoever wants to do a clarity call with me and we'll just do audio Skype and I'm setting it up right now. Actually, by the time this airs, it'll be set up on my website. So it's AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and slash apply and you'll fill out a registration form and then we'll send you a link to my schedule. I got this cool schedule calendar thing and you can just book online and boom, and then you're in. So I'm just going to 
you know, get out there and help everybody. So anything that you're struggling with, if you want to talk to me about stuff. So this can be people I know, people I don't know, but I'm going to do it till I get 40. That's awesome. And it's free, y'all. <laughs> free. Oh, and and no selling on this call. So I'm not like trying to sell you coaching. I'm not trying to sell you Spark. Like I 100% promise I will not mention any of that. And even if you want to talk to me about working with me, we'll set up another time or um, extend it, you know, extend it throughout. But I don't want to take any of the 30 minutes. I'm not going to take any of that. I don't want you to not do it because you're afraid I'm going to try to sell you something because that's not my intention at all. So I really do just want to put some good in the world. And it's great for me to be able to talk to people, especially people that are listening to the podcast and stuff, and just to see like what are you struggling with. And it'll help us develop the podcast in our guest list and all that kind of stuff. So oh, that's exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. So there's 40 until they're gone. So yes, check it out. Woo so now I feel good about that. And I feel like it's legit. And um. You know, it won't get done before I'm 40, so I'll just do it till, you know, after 40. <laughs> but it's kind of nice to not have like an end time frame, too. That kind of takes some of the stress off of it, and you can just really focus on like putting the good out there. I know. I can't tell you how stressed I am. I don't, I don't think I shared any of that with you. I literally was like panicked about it because I just, I don't know. It just wasn't working the way I wanted it to work. So, all right. So hopefully, Allison, you approve of my new, my new kindness challenge. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Angela here. I wanted to let you know about something I'm doing to celebrate my 40th birthday. I am gifting 40 free clarity calls, and this is my version of the 40 acts of kindness. And I'm calling it 40 for 40. So go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash 40 for 40 and you can sign up for a session. It is zero selling. I promise you I will do no selling on this call. This is just simply for me to give back and put into the world and to connect with those of you that listen to the podcast or if you have friends that are working through something, we'll spend 30 minutes together and I really hope that you will reach out and connect so that I can help you discover what it is that sparks you. Okay, so we're going to move on to four agreements. We have two more, Nicole. Oh, yeah. These are good ones. I mean, they're always good, right? But don't make assumptions. Now, this one should have my name on it, as my mom would say. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's like, Angela, you're assuming. And I don't even think she's read this book, so I need to give it to her. She'll just be like, see, I told you. Mm Mm-hmm. So the book says, find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just one agreement, you can completely transform your life. And as you know, I love to look up definitions, and I loved this definition. So the definition of assumption is defined as a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. (laughs) That last part, man. (laughs) The dictionary really doesn't ever disappoint. I mean, it's so great because it just so clearly tells you like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have no proof of this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like a lot of times you think you have that proof, like it's an actual reality, but it's not (laughs) It's just happening in your head. Well, so I think for me and you can tell me like what your biggest challenge with this one is. The biggest challenge for me is noticing that it is an assumption because it is like you said often it's so like we totally think it's true and it could just be something where we think someone looks at us funny and then we assume that they're mad or something right so that's like a kind of a small example but it might be that they they had a bad day and they were thinking about something that 
had nothing to do with you. They didn't even know you were even there. And then you're assuming that they're mad at you because you think they look at you funny, which may or may not have even been the case, right? Exactly. Totally. But it's all about what's happening. It's like, that's your story happening in your head, but that's exactly where we get stuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so do you do this? I would say the hardest part for me is um, tone in words. So like uh, email, text, those are crucial for me. It is so hard for me to read tone, like really hard. I want people to put emojis after everything because I feel like that clears up the tone for me. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But like sometimes even when Vic and I are just like texting, like normal scheduling things to each other throughout the day, like if he doesn't have an emoji on it, I automatically assume he's mad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what'd I do? What just happened? <laughs> Which oh, that is, is silly. Funny. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was listening to this podcast the other day and this guy was saying, don't put emojis in emails. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, especially for business, it, he was talking about business and careers and stuff. Right. And he was just saying like how unprofessional it is. But it's true. Like in general, I mean, whether you put emojis or not, like if you don't have that, you have to be so careful about the way you craft your emails, which many people aren't. And then also the way that you're reading it and what filter do you have on? Like, so you know, there's no TMI, but I'm on my period right now. So I'm like crampy and I, I forget how hormonal I get. And so I get really sensitive, you know? And so I have to really, I mean, I said that to myself this morning. I was like, Oh, Angel, check yourself. Like, with everything, you know, because emails I read or someone says something to me, like I have to just take a pause because I'm like, nope, in two days, you're going to be totally feeling fine. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it like will appear in literally everything that you do. I think I'm the exact same way. Like I just, I have my own filter on when I'm reading emails and if they're not super clear, then I always read my own tone into it, which is always something negative And it's always like they're mad at me. Like that's the initial tone anytime I open an email or a text, which is silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so many people have like different styles of writing. Mm -hmm. That's where I think we have to be careful. And I say this a lot, but, you know, email, text and other communication that's not talking to each other you know, keep it short and sweet. And then anything that's of importance, make sure you're either with the person or you're talking on the phone with them so that you don't have this way for people to make assumptions. I mean, people are still going to make assumptions even when you're talking face to face with them, but you can ask them and you can read their body language and you can, I mean, there's just so much more that you can speak to. But I think this just really opens up a conversation about having open conversations. Like instead of, creating all this stuff in our heads. It's like, ask someone the tough question of like, Hey, are you upset with me for something? You know, mm -hmm. like, I know that's hard to say, but they might be like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, I just got this vibe. Oh my gosh. No, I'm so sorry. Like my cat died yesterday. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. How are you? Are you okay? Right? <laughs> totally. No, this just made me think of like a social media post too. Like, when you read anytime someone posts on social media, I always read it like with a snarky, like a snarky flavor, <laughs> which I have no idea if that's what they're intending. But I think that's another big one, especially when you're posting on social media, like to be really clear with what your intention is behind saying it, because it can be totally misread. Yeah, I know. I, social media is tough for me. I actually did that thing that Erica had suggested with like Facebook and I blocked my Facebook feed. <laughs> did you I, do that? Yes, I did. And it's amazing. <laughs> I really love it. So I just go in for, you know, get to talk to the people I want to talk to. But I've actually really, really enjoyed doing the Angela Wagner coaching social media. And Sarah's done a ton of it for us, too. But the quotes and you guys, if you haven't checked out, especially Instagram, but I think we post everything to Facebook, too. Mm -hmm. It's all coach a wags because 
because it's all based on inspiration and what we do, like what we do on this podcast and fun, but sharing, like you'll see fun pictures of what Nicole and I are up to. And, you know, but it, I think we need more of that in our lives. Like, and some people think it's fluffy because they're like, oh, maybe not, you know, what we're doing. But like, if someone's always posting positive things, I get that. Like, if it's always positive, then it's kind of BS because you're like, life isn't always, you know, unicorns. But at the same time, there's just so much negativity out there. So I want people in my feed and I want to provide stuff that's positive, that makes people want to enjoy life more and want to read my stuff and be kinder to people and, you know. Yeah, I want the stuff on my feed that like puts me in a better mood, not the stuff that stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we got a little off topic and a little on our soapbox, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll step down now. Okay, so don't make assumptions. So I just, you know, watch yourself this week and notice. And it's funny when I when I coach people, especially in like teacher training or in programs where I work one on one with people and they will tell me a story and I will, we'll, we have an, a couple exercises we do around this kind of assuming and what's fact and what's not. And I have people actually go through and underline or circle like what's actually fact and what they're saying. And sometimes they circle stuff that's not a fact. And I'm like, that's not a fact. And they're like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but that exercise makes it really clear about how in your own head you are. Like that is your true reality that's happening. And a lot of it is not fact-based, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So that's really interesting. That's something I could work on you with the clarity call if you're not sure. But if you tend to feel like people are doing things to you, like if you're kind of in a victim place, this is I have some great exercises around it. And that generally comes from making assumptions and some insecurities and some other things. But I totally understand that. And there's just a lot of like simple things we can do to come out of that space. So uh, the first thing is get this book and there's a whole chapter on it. (laughs) Hey, Sparker Tribe. So Nicole and I have talked about this a lot. You know that we are obsessed with organizing and keeping our space clear. And there is a very good reason. It gives you energy. It clears your mind and gets you excited to do whatever it is that you want to do in your life, all from just clearing your space. So I created a free email challenge to help you do just that. It's called the seven days to make your life sparkle challenge. Go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash sparkle, put in your email address and every day I will send you one simple task that you can do to clean out your physical and digital clutter. Oh boy. There is a main challenge as well as a bonus challenge for each project. So this is a very simple, easy and free way to start to take action in your life and help you discover what it is that sparks you. Again, that's AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash sparkle. So, all right, why don't you read our last agreement, Nicole? All right, agreement number four is always do your best. So the book says, your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you're healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse and regret. Ooh, Ooh, that was heavy. (laughs) I know. Okay, so what comes up for you with this, especially now I'm sure being pregnant and stuff? Yeah, I think adjusting what my best is, like what I have that standard in my mind has definitely changed, like on so many levels, physical, emotional, like allowing myself to experience 
the things that are happening and being okay if I'm not at my best, you know, when I wasn't pregnant, because now that I am pregnant, I react differently. I move differently. I breathe differently. (laughs) So I think it's really just allowing yourself to adjust those standards. And like right now, this is my best and I'm okay with it. And I don't feel that sense of failure or that I'm letting myself down. Like it's just shifted. I'm doing something different right now. And this is my best. Yeah. And I mean, I think with something like pregnancy, you have to look at like your body is busy creating a human. So when you put it in that perspective, you're like, shoot, I am doing something really, really important, which is certainly the best thing I've ever done in my life, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of a big deal. Like there's a lot happening inside of you that I have absolutely no control over. And so sometimes that messes with my control issues. And so I think it's really just shifting that whole perspective of like, I am literally in a totally different space right now. Yeah. And that can be the same, like when you're sick, when you're in chronic pain. I know that is really tough. Just trying to think of other examples or where even just having a bad day in general, like today was just not a good day. And then that can totally shift what's happening for you. Yeah. And this one is always interesting. So when I teach this one, what comes up for a lot of people is how do I know when I'm doing my best? Right. Because especially those of us that like to be perfect, you know, or like to try to be perfect. I mean, perfect is, you know, as we say, perfect is BS. It's not a thing. <laughs> you know, you have to really use your gut. So it's like in general, I know when I'm not doing my best, like when, okay, I really, really need to get up and do this. But it's like when you're in that spiral in your head, you're trying to convince yourself one way or the other. So you just have to really take note. This is where meditation and mindfulness can come in in such a powerful way. You really need to be able to check in with your intuition and your gut and know, okay, do I have more to give or do I need to pull back? So it's tough because, you know, a lot of us want like that, we want that exact answer, but it's just something we have to individually decide. And I think if it's like if you're in a bad pattern and, and your life isn't working, then you're probably not doing your best, or maybe you're doing the best you know how to do and you need to reach out for help. So like, that's where I get to where it's like, okay, well, I don't know where else to go. And so now this is where support comes in, whether it's a friend, whether I hire a coach, I go to therapy, I, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so that's something I think sometimes we come to an impasse where I'm like, this is all I know how to do, or this is all I have, but it's not enough for what we need to be doing in life. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They kind of just like stop and stay in that zone. They don't they don't end up going to get the help. And I think that's the crucial part to shift it and get back to being in that best zone again. Like when you hit that point, it's time to ask for help. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I know that's such a huge part of this. Yeah. And if you look at the places in your life that you're struggling and see where you can do better, I mean, a lot of times it's something simple like, okay, well, I just need to do it, right? Like I'm not folding the laundry right now. And then you can get in your head and be like, well, but I'm tired and I deserve to have a break and this and that. And you're like, no, really my best is just to like fold the laundry. It's not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? And then I'll feel better later. And it's like five minutes of my life. So if it's something small like that, I think a lot of times we just need to give ourselves a little bit of tough love and then do it and feel better. But if you're totally exhausted, like I was telling you this morning when I was pregnant or when the kids were like newborns and stuff, I'd be so tired. I couldn't even see straight and I'd try to be folding laundry. And my mom's like, go take a nap, you know? And in that case, it's like, no, my best was like to go take a nap. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, but right now I need to fold the laundry. So, (laughs) (laughs) so if you are a perfectionist, practice imperfect action. 
And I love this because I, I know you're the same way, like just love to do things perfectly and like, oh, I need to get this so right. And I wanted to do this clarity call thing. And I thought, oh, I need to have all, I'm waiting on this new photography. And so I'm like, well, I can't put it up to the new photography's on there. And, and I'm like, no, I can. And then I can just add the photos later, you know, like just Mm -hmm. get started. And so I think sometimes, you know, we want to do our best to a, almost to a fault. And it's like, well, yes, maybe the website will look better when it's totally completely done. But my best right now with what I have is to get it up there. Totally. I heard on a podcast the other day, like this exact same like scenario. And she said that sometimes done is better than perfect. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> It's so true. You're just done with it. And then you always have time to improve and change and all that stuff. But sometimes you just got to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, how many times do we spend just we waste time doing things that just aren't that big of a deal. And it's like, yeah, I just started the newsletter for AWC. So if anybody that wants to get on that, we're doing a weekly newsletter with just tips and fun things and um stuff on the podcast, just email me Angela at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and just say that you want to be added. But I was like, Oh, I need to have this so perfect. And then the first one we sent out, like forgot to change the subject line. And I'm like, (laughs) it's so funny. It said like AWC newsletter number one. (laughs) Oh, man, (laughs) which is fine. It's a little stale. But uh, I was like, you know what? It's an email. It's okay. It's better that it went out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, but it's easy to get like stuck in that, that zone, like waiting to get it all perfect before it actually goes out, you know? Totally. So definitely get the book, you guys, because it's worth it. And it is, it's just a great one to have by your bedside and to remind yourself, you'll go through different stages of life and you'll see it differently. You'll need it in different ways, but it's a keeper. It is. This is actually one of the only books that I own because I don't I don't keep most books. I'm I'm the library gal, but this one is one that lives inside my nightstand. Ah, so great. Yes, and you will need to reread it when you have the baby. So <laughs> got it. Yeah. <laughs> It's been close to five years since I went through Angela's Spark program. At the time, I knew I wanted a shift in my life, but I didn't have a vision for what that meant or how to go about creating change. So Spark program was pivotal in in defining what I didn't want in order to make space for what I did. Now that I'm five years out, things came in the right time and step by step there were probably milestones that I was aware of um, and there's probably a lot of milestones that I wasn't but one of the early stage milestones definitely was Angela's Spark program. It was foundational to where I am today. All right, let's move on to Ask Coach A. Wags. All right, Carly writes, I feel like everything I do in my free time has become something to work on myself. I read self-help books and books about finance. It feels like even my free time has become work. How can I get back to really relaxing and doing things simply for the enjoyment of it without feeling guilty that I'm wasting time? Uh, Can you relate to this? Oh my gosh, singing to the choir girl. (laughs) 
Yeah, I bet I feel like you do a really good job with this now. I mean, I will say that after having shifted over from being a school teacher to working with you, I have a totally different view on work-life balance. And I think that's been from all the coaching and stuff that I've done with you. So I have like really started to like there are work times and then there are shutdown times like when I am not working and I full on embrace like whatever I want to do at that point in time of life, whatever I enjoy. And what I've learned is that that honestly makes me more productive when I'm working. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I've seen a huge shift in you. I really struggle with this because probably just my personality, but I think also being an entrepreneur for almost 15 years, it's like really hard for me to shut off work because it's my thing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but I think a lot of people can relate to this. And to answer her question, I think it sounds funny, but I think you sometimes have to make some rules about having fun. You know, (laughs) you must have, you must have fun from five to six tomorrow. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, but like you have to decide what is fun for you. And so I remember in school, we would have mandatory pleasure reading time. Did you guys have this? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, in high school, I was the girl that I would bring the biggest quote pleasure reading book and then I would hide the book I needed to read for English inside of it. I kid you not. Oh man. (laughs) My mom's going to listen to this and just laugh. And I would be reading it for homework so I could just be more productive because I was like, why would I waste time reading something that I isn't going to get me anywhere? So I obviously had this at like a very young age. So now I have trouble like reading, you know, a book that's not about like coaching or something. I don't know. So I get it. I totally get it. But I think like you just have to decide like, okay, I'm going to go get a pedicure and I'm not going to, I'm going to play my my bachelor podcast, not my productivity podcast, right? Because you know, like, so for me, I used to get down on myself or, or say like, okay, well, because I'm obsessed with the bachelor, as you guys know, and bachelorette, and I've watched them all since day one. I think I've only missed like three seasons total. It's it's a little sad. And I even got to a point once where I almost did the math on how much my life has been wasted watching these shows, but I stopped myself. And I was like, you know, especially now, I have no free time. So it is one of the things I truly enjoy watching. And then I love my two podcasts that I listen to after and I listen to them in the car or when I'm cleaning around the house. And it's just I'm like, you know what, I need this playtime. Like I need this escape. And I know that if I'm doing that while I'm like getting my nails done, I'm not working. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. I think after doing the spark program with you, I kind of learned that I'm the type of person who runs at like a hundred percent charged battery all week long, like hardcore. And I have to have that recharge time. And so like you have to honor it. Like that's what my weekends are for. So camping, hiking, drawing, whatever it is, like that's my guaranteed recharge time. And I think that I really struggled with that when I was in my previous job. I didn't know how to turn it off, but now I understand like you have to recharge. You have to set those rules around it so that you allow yourself time to recharge, whatever it is. The whole like, how do I not feel guilty? That I think just comes with practice, honestly. And so, you know, find what is getting you to keep getting stuck going back into it. So if you go to dinner with friends, but then you have your phone and you're checking your email, you know, make a rule around. Even give your phone to your friend and say, look, don't let me touch this even when you go to the bathroom. Like, cause a lot of times that it's something that simple. Like, I'll do it. I'll put my phone in my purse. I don't pull it out when I'm having lunch with someone. But then if they get up and go to the bathroom, the first thing I do is I check my phone. I check my email. Somebody sends me an email that might be stressful that, oh my God, I got to fix it right now. And then I'm totally, you know, in work mode. It's like, exactly what just happened, you know? So 
So find out kind of where that happens for you. And then also another good exercise is to make a list of all the things that you enjoy doing or that you want to do for fun that are just play. You know, maybe it's some books you want to read. Maybe you get on Goodreads or you just, you know, post on Facebook and ask your friends. Like, I love doing that. Like, hey, I'm going to the beach. What are some awesome total beach reads? And you'll get like 30 people telling you how, you know, books you can go get at the library. But whatever it is for you and make a list. And then just like once a week, Put it in your calendar to do it. And I think just like anything, I think we have to schedule. And maybe I know like a lot of people are resistant to scheduling uh, fun, but that's just the way our lives are. And if you're busy and you work and you have other things going on, then you got to schedule it. Totally. And you need to acknowledge that it's just as important as your as your work time, because it is like that's how you thrive throughout the rest of the week. Yes. And then it'll it'll make you a better worker. Like I 100% wholeheartedly believe that. Like I want you to go play on the weekends. And when you come back on Monday, you're like raring to go and super pumped about everything versus like exhausted because like you've had no break, you know? Exactly. And I think that helps prevent burnout, which is like a huge topic for most companies nowadays, like trying to figure out how to prevent employee burnout. Like this is it. This is how you do it. Oh, yeah. I had a friend that wants to switch jobs and she's negotiating right now and they only offering one week of vacation. And I was like, five days? That's insane. And she has two kids. I'm like, why? Like, if you think about like one more week of vacation, that's not going to cost that company really anything. And would I don't know. Anyway, so yes. So I think you just have to change your mindset around it and, and make sure. So hopefully, Carly, those will help. Um, and I think our try this is related. Ooh, yes. So this one's super fun. So this week's try this is do something that has absolutely nothing to do with work or growth, but just for the sake of fun. (laughs) You cannot grow. (laughs) No growing this week. (laughs) No, I could. Yeah, I mean, that sounds so funny, but it's true. I mean, you know, go get your toes done and go run around in the park or ride your bike, you know, and you can start growing next week. Yeah. You're going to grow so much anyway. You'll grow from doing that. But so you guys keep sending in your questions to podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Anything about habit change, time management, exercise, organizing, simply being more inspired, please write to us. And if you are on Instagram and Facebook, check in. And, you know, we love the comments and we love we just totally want to share with you guys and start a dialogue. So. All right, Nicole, finish us with a shout out. Okay, so a shout out this week is going to the hubs. So I want to thank Vic for honestly, you guys, for tolerating and supporting my craziness on so many levels. But he totally allows me to rescue every dog I see because if I see one out, I have to rescue it. (laughs) And he allowed me this past week to rescue a little chihuahua from the middle of the road. And he not only like tolerates it, he's like so supportive, like helping me angle the car and get the dog. And so shout out for allowing his crazy pregnant wife to run into the middle of the road to save a dog. (laughs) Uh, And we have a cute picture of so we'll put it up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. She's adorable. Tiny little thing named Frida. Oh, Frida. And you found her owners, right? I did. And oh, she was just so eternally grateful. And just she was so surprised that me and Vic like took the time to, to like actually like catch her and get her and take her home with us and give her food and water until we could figure out who the owner was. Like she was eternally grateful. It was it was super sweet. Oh, yes. Well, when you have animals, I mean, you get it. Mm, Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, she's not staying out there. I'm going to get her. 
Yeah, that's how I would be, especially pregnant. You're like, I'm going to start crying. Exactly. I was like, I can't handle it. I got to go get her. (laughs) Next week on the Spark Podcast. So happy birthday, me. Ah, Happy 40. Ooh, I'm getting excited about this one. Ooh, me too. (laughs) And then I realized I have no keys to get in my car and I just locked myself out. Whoa. I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) It's getting closer. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really helps us out. You can find the show notes. This is episode 35 and blog posts at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A Wags. And remember, if you want to book your free no sale clarity call with me, go to AngelaWagnerCoaching.com slash apply. And you can also sign up for our seven days to sparkle challenge and our newsletter. So just email us podcast at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com and we will sign you up. So get connected. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass and discover what it is that sparks you. 